Welcome back to Ability Beast Talk. Today's guest on the show is Scott Carter. Scott is EVP Business Development at UC Advantage Incorporated, previously Executive Vice President at Sports One Marketing, Irvine, California, excelling in event marketing, sports and entertainment marketing, managing operations, sales, and supporting the President and CEO. He was Special Projects Associate, Agent, Executive Assistant at Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. He went to Western State University College of Law and University of Utah, gaining a Bachelor of Science Philosophy. Hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I love the hat. I love the hat. Go Thanks, Utah man. Jazz. This- this is my favorite part on the on the side here. That's the Clarkson Sixth Man of the Year. Wow! Hell yeah, he's killing it. Oh man, what a what a great signing a couple or trade that was a couple years ago, and getting him re-signed. He's really helped them a lot. Oh yeah, same thing with like Julius Randle. They came out of nowhere. They they they, yeah. they hit the yeah they hit right. the prime at the right spot. They're right. You're right, and and it's funny because the Lakers gave up on both those guys. <laughs> totally totally i don't know i don't know if that was magic johnson or mid subject but whoever it was god bless them but yeah know. for for sure let let they're they're looking while uh while clarkson and randall are having great careers and and they're not even making it past the first round of the playoffs with lebron so oh yeah and then lebron lebron is aging slowly you know oh Max- he is he oh, is yeah. and and you know what he he is older than his age oh yeah because of all of the basketball that he has played over the years all the way back to when he was a kid even oh yeah i mean 18, that takes away hey you teams everything yep yep it's crazy wear and tear how you been that kid was you know when he when he was a kid he was on you know in high school he was on the cover of sports illustrated i mean how many guys in the history of sports illustrated can say that only a handful Oh, I remember when I was in high school, we're about the same age, me and him. And yeah. I remember, I remember my, my TA teacher telling me about LeBron. I was like, who the hell is this LeBron kid? And it's like, he <laughs> came out of nowhere. And it's like, uh, he was never Jordan. I don't want, I no. don't like the, com- I don't like the comparisons. Jordan- I don't either. I don't either. And I, I just don't, I don't think it's smart to compare over, over the, because oh, no, no. different. Basketball's a different game today than it was when when Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing and those guys were playing. Oh, totally. It's a you know, game. And John Stockton and Carl Malone, yeah. Yeah. Total, total yep. different game. It was inside out. Now it's more perimeter. It's a yep. much different game. Yep. Yeah. Very, very much different. Very much how different. You, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh I don't I think you knew this, but we moved to Utah last summer. And right, yeah, yes. And it's been a good move, especially for my daughter. She has, she has really, she's really loved um, being a lot closer to family. She's building some really close relationships with her cousins. It's been a really good thing. Oh, that's, did she have a lot of cousins? Yeah, she's got, um, on my side, she only has two. Uh, My sister has two kids, Uh, but we live just just down the block from them. And so she rides her bike over there. Um, and then her, uh, on the other side, she has a bunch of cousins on Bonnie's side, <laughs> but they're, um, most of them are a lot older than her, but she has oh, one yeah. cousin. She has one cousin. That's a couple of years younger. 
um, that lives mm-hmm. here and they have become like best friends. They are like thick as thieves. It's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Um, tell, tell me uh, again. Thank you for doing this. That means the world to me. I love Absolutely. you, man. I, I've been seeing you around and I, you know, you guys were so genuine, so real. And I'm so, just so proud of the person that you are. Well, thank and, you, uh, my friend. But you, you have been an inspiration to me since I've met you, and and um, I'm so glad you you invited me, and and happy to do this, and happy to help you, and, and do anything I can. It means a yeah. lot. It really does. Um, tell me about UC Advantage, and what are you, uh, are you the you the uh, you're the vice president there, and how did that how did you get started with that, and how did, yeah. how did it all come about? Yeah. So. Um, UC Advantage basically helps companies uh, through the unemployment process, um, and, and and you know the the unemployment system was set up in in the United States um, as a guideline from the federal government, and every state does it a little differently. Um, but overall, the the principles are all the same, and so we help companies to evaluate their their unemployment claims from their former employees, and we help them evaluate them in a way to decide what do we do we you know what do we suggest to the company should they fight this can they fight this do they want to fight this um, and then if they do if, if the answer to those three are all yes and they do want to fight it then we would help them through that process and so what it does is it helps um, it can help the company with some of their unemployment tax rates um, and help okay, them to okay. save a little bit of money. So that's that's essentially what what we do. We help we help businesses to try and streamline unemployment. And one of the things, and, and actually the most important thing that we do is we do trainings to help human resources um, on both ends. One on on a side to to collect information along the way, especially if you have a potentially troubled employee, to make sure that the company takes all the steps they're supposed to. And that the law requires them to take before they let somebody go um, for whatever reason. And so we help them. We help them on the front end um, with that as well by by teaching them what the proper procedures are, because a lot of companies get themselves into into trouble when they let people go without going through proper protocols and um, like them or not, they're there. And exactly. Yeah. And so we're we're UC Advantage is there to help them. to help them navigate all that. Cause it's a really, really unique area of the law. Wow. That, that's, that's really going to help a lot of companies streamline a lot of their legal yeah. um, red tape as they yep. say. Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the way I got into that was um, a few years ago, uh, sports one marketing um, just kind of started taking a little bit different direction. Um, and right, I just right. felt like it, I, I just felt like it was time for me to move on a little bit, spread my wings. Right. Um, and one of my really good friends, Jason Heenick, um, owns the UC Advantage business. And, and he ended up hiring me to help him with business development for that. Um, and, and some of the uh, some paralegal stuff um, wow. for that. Um, and uh, um, so, yeah, that's how I how I had gotten into that. That's awesome, and, and and it's totally different than sports. Um, what what is different for you on a day to day basis, and what do you what do you what is it like? What do you value out of this as as opposed to um, how is it different than sports? One marketing, and what what do you take out of it? Like 
what are you gaining? What are you enjoying about this process and working for UCF Energy as, as your new journey? Yeah, so um, basically a, a lot of the a lot of the day-to-day and the, the majority of my responsibilities were, are not generally not that different from Sports One. I'm still making sales okay. calls. I'm still um, managing uh, current clients that we have. Um, I'm helping come up with ideas for different marketing campaigns, um, things of that nature. And then I'm also reviewing um, agreements, making sure that the agreements look okay and that, um, you know, we've got everything in place the way that we need to. Um, and so from, from a general standpoint, it wasn't, wasn't too different. Obviously we're not in sports, but we did have a couple of sports organizations that we work with and a couple of uh, universities that we work with, including their athletic departments. And so um, I have kept my foot in that a little bit and I've utilized my, my, um, you know, uh, contacts in sports and around sports to help try to drum up business because they're a business too, and they have employees and they need help. And because it's such a weird area of the law, um, the service UC Advantage uh, offers with all the experience that Jason has had, um, it, it's just a really good thing um, to, to help companies. And, and I've been able to help some, like I said, universities and some other sports organizations. And um, I believe the Clippers are a client. Um, Oddly wow. enough, we're playing them as the Jazz. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Clippers, but uh, hopefully, right. we make short, hopefully we make right. short work of you, especially now being right. exactly. Old, so. um, but so, um, uh, yeah, so that that's that's kind of the, been the difference. Um, but overall, the the big thing that's the, the same is, and and it was my favorite thing at, at Sports One is is relationships I build and the people that I get to right, meet. right. Yeah, that's what Colleen talked about. She talked about company culture. I interviewed her a few days ago. Um, awesome. The culture that you guys built at Sports One. And let me get into that real quick. Um, so speaking of the culture, how did that come about at Sports One? Was that you and Dave or you and Dave and Warren? Uh, how, how did it, it, that... was, it was all It was all three of us. And I, I really think that, um, you know, the, the, the trademarked, uh, I, I guess motto you could say um, of sports one was make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Right. Um, and as you know, and, and Dave, you know, likes to share the make a lot of money's first because you can't give what you can't have. And so, right, yeah. and so, you know, helping out people is, I think really was the underlying main goal of, of sports one and, and for us. And I know that Warren and Dave and I all were kind of attracted to each other because we all had such a proclivity to give and a desire to help others and do everything right. we can, you know, financially and otherwise to be able to help, you know, those who are needed in, in some way. And so, um, you know, that, that was, you know, the three of us working together at Lee Steinberg's, I don't think was an accident. And, and we all gravitated towards each other because we all had very similar uh, underlying goals um, for, you know, business and for life. That's awesome. Um, and you graduated from the University of Utah in, I did. Uh, in, uh, with your law degree, right? Um, well, I, I actually had a philosophy degree at University of Utah, and then I got my law degree from a college in Orange County. California called Western State College of Law. That's right. That's right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I did graduate from the University of Utah. What got you into sports? What, what, what was your passion about sports? And what, what made you want to go into sports and, and take your law degree into sports? 
So and I, every, um, all growing up, my dad was, uh, my, and my whole family, we were big sports fans. My dad was a four sport athlete in high school. Wow. Okay. Um, he was, he played quarterback on the football team. He was the point guard on the basketball team. He was the catcher on the wow. baseball team <laughs> and the then he hell? golfed, you know, and, and out, you can tell out of those three sports, he was a leader. Um, he played wow, the positions yeah. that, that require you to be a leader and have leadership. And my dad is a wonderful leader. Um, but he, 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 you know, he and my mom, um, who was a cheerleader in high school too, and a big sports fan, they just brought us up as big sports fans. And specifically, I remember a conversation with my dad when we were 12, when we were 12, when I was 12, my dad was obviously not 12 at the same time I was 12. When I was 12, I, I had an assignment, um, uh, from junior high for my English teacher. And it was to write a paper about, um, what you were going to do when you grow up. And we, part of the assignment was to go home and talk to at least one of our parents about what we had decided to write our paper on, get their feedback and incorporate their feedback into the paper. And so the conversation that my dad and I had was about what are you going to be when you grow up? And my first response was, I'm going to be a professional basketball player like Michael Jordan. And, and my dad was very, very supportive of that. Talked about how that's one of the great things about being in America is that you can, the doors right. are a lot more open for you oh, yeah, totally, uh, than yeah. anywhere else to chase a dream like that. Um, but he said, you know, life always throws you curveballs. Um, and, you know, if you want to be able to handle that, you, it's always good to have a backup plan. And yeah. so what's, what's your backup plan? And after we, you know, talked through that, the one that stuck in my mind, and we talked about several different things that we could, that I could do. But the one that stuck in my mind, my dad said, well, you could go to school at law school and become a lawyer like Steve Young's agent. No, that's what he said, because he couldn't remember who Steve Young's agent was. He yeah, just right. Knew there wasn't, you know, that that was a job. That was a possibility. You know, yeah, this was in yes. the this was in like 1990. Um, OK. You know, Michael Jordan was about to win his first title and and the jazz were on the rise with Carl and, and John and. Wow. Uh, you know, so basketball was huge around my house and that was my favorite yeah, sport. And, yeah. and, and, but I, I took that suggestion to my, to heart, what my dad said. And, you know, it, it was basically my backup plan all through high school, all through college. And then, and even after I graduated college, I originally was going to go get a philosophy degree, PhD and teach. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had an old professor that sent me a, an email after I asked for some advice and told me not to do it. <laughs> Long story mm. short, he just said, you're going to work, you're going to work your tail off for many years in school. And then, you know, chase and tenure, you're going to be 20 to 30 years before you're really making really good money as a professor. So might not be the best place. And he said, I would suggest don't do it. If, if you have an inkling to do something else, do that. So I ended up going to law school and I went to law school purposely to work in sports. I wanted to be a sports agent and I was blessed enough to be able to work for Lee Steinberg for a few years. And the funny thing about that is that was my dad's and my conversation coming full circle because Lee was Steve Young's agent. And oh, so, that's beautiful. Was, yeah. And so it's kind of funny the almost the foreshadowing of that conversation I had with my dad so many years ago um, that I was going to end up working for Lee, um, which is where I met Dave and Warren and, you know, the rest, that's kind of history, but that's, that's kind of the, the, the uh, Cliff's Notes version of of how I got uh, in, right. ended up in law school and ended up um, pursuing a job in sports. How did that come out? How did that come about? Getting a job at Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment did that. How did you How did you make that connection? How did that How did that come about? 
So I had, I had moved to California um, to go to um, school for philosophy and then shifted gears not long after I moved, moved to California. And um, what happened was, is I was, I had tried to go through my law school's um, career services and they just didn't have any jobs that they had knowledge of that were even closely related to sports. And so wow. my first year, my first year of law school, I ended up taking a job um, after my first year at a law firm that did labor and employment law. And I figured at least if I can learn some employment and labor law, that there's some elements of that in um, being a sports agent, because you've got to know collective bargaining agreements and, and right, all right. kinds of stuff like that. And so um, I started looking around and I knew Lee Steinberg was somewhere in Newport. And, and it's amazing that, you know, that was mm -hmm. no, four, 13, 14 years ago is all. And wow. It's, uh, you, you know, 15, I guess maybe fifth. No, let me think. 15 years ago is what that was, because I've been married almost 16 years. So 15 years ago, which a good long time, but doesn't seem that long ago. And it's amazing how little information there was available on the Internet on, um, you know, the names and, and contact information for a lot of a lot of sports agents and stuff. It just wasn't something, oh, yeah. you know, that they um, made readily available. It's a little right. more available now, but you, it's still hard to find some of these guys. Contact oh, yeah, total. Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, I put together a big list and Lee was on it and I just sent out cold call resumes to a bunch of different agencies and teams and, um, you know, hoping I could get an unpaid internship and just start getting some experience. And Lee was one of three organizations that got back to me, the Dodgers and angels both did and basically said, you know, hit us up when you're done with law school and we'll see what we got. And Lee he reached out. And uh, we had an interview and it was, it was a long process. It took several months. And finally, I got hired as a, an unpaid intern. And my first two jobs at Lee's were um, working on Ricky Williams contract for pros versus Joe's. Remember that show? Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, my first job was reviewing the contracts that the TV station that the network had sent over for those and making sure that they looked OK. And then okay. my second job was to. Uh, help plan the Super Bowl party that was going to be in Arizona that year. And wow. so, and, and, um, you know, most people, that are, most people that are big sports fans know that Lee's Super Bowl party is one of the biggest and most well-known Super Bowl parties every year and an exclusive wow. party. And to be able to work on that immediately was incredible and, and amazing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's, that's kind of how I, I ended up there at Lee's just kind of took a leap of faith and sent out a letter and a, uh, resume and they they pulled me out of the stack luckily and um you know i i truly don't think that believe that there's coincidences and i think that you right know, that right. was yeah was meant to be as long as i took the chance and and did that and i did so right what what fascinated you about lee meeting lee what was the first thing that went through your head when this all was all going down well, it was, I, I was, I was nervous. I was super excited. I knew who Lee was. I mean, Lee is one of the first agents. He's the basis for um, Jerry Maguire and th right. that character that Cameron Crowe created. And um, it just, I mean, his legend preceded him. So I was a little nervous, but he was so nice. He was so welcoming. Um, I remember the first day I started working and I met him, he handed me a book and told me to go read it. It was a, a book on, um, global warming 
Um, and you know, I'm in law school when I start working there. So I, I already have so much reading. I can barely get that done, let alone recreational reading. <laughs> right. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, I maybe read the dust cover on the book, but that was about it. Next day, literally next day that I went no into way. work, he, he called me in his office and asked if I'd had a chance to read any of it or look at it. And I told him I had glanced at it, but I had had a lot of law school homework. And so that kind of took precedent for the time being. And he said he understood, but he, the, the thing that stuck out from that conversation was he said, when you get to page, I don't remember exactly. This was, you know, 15 years ago, but, um, he's like, what's the exact pay? Or once you get to this page number, fourth paragraph, about halfway through that paragraph, like the third or fourth sentence. Wow. And he says this, and then he quotes like a four sentence paragraph out of this book, like 200 and something pages into it. And it, it was then that I realized how his mind worked and that he had a photographic memory and he was a speed reader. He read four wow. or five books. He read four or five, three to 500 pages books a week, a oh. week. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and he, and, and he retained the amazing thing was he retained so much of it and could remember stuff even down to the details, like I said, of a page number and where on the page that, you know, That's quote crazy. that struck him was. And so I really, uh, you know, early on knew that he was a guy I wanted to learn from. He's a smart man. Right. Um, right. And I did. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from Lee, um, you know, in spite yeah. of some of the struggles that he personally was going through during that time and, and stuff that was going on around us in the, in the company with some, some issues. Um, right. That are very public. And I, I won't get into those, but Lee has talked about those. And if anyone listening is interested, right, yes. no, go check him out. And he's very open yeah. about what, what was going on. But, um, I learned a lot from him and I got the opportunity to be his assistant for a while and, um, met some amazing people, learned some amazing things. And then, you know, that was the catalyst for me leaving with, uh, Dave and, and Warren moon to go, um, start sports one marketing. Wow. So you, you really, grew, you really grew from, uh, from lead style of just retaining everything and just, just, like his style of uh, like leadership. Yes, for sure. I mean, and one of the things that was cool, and, and this is, you know, this is in his book that he, that he published, um, you know, winning with integrity and, but his approach was very different than I thought it would be, you know, being known as one of the best negotiators and agents in the history of right. sports. Um, he tried to take more of a, we're all a team approach that, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll use Troy Aikman and the Cowboys, who was one of his clients. You know, it was, Hey, Troy wants to spend his career with the Dallas Cowboys. And we know the Dallas Cowboys want Troy Aikman to finish his career with the Dallas Cowboys. So instead of being adversaries and fighting, let's work together like the team that we are and figure out how to make this work so that, that, Troy gets the money that he feels like he wants and deserves so that you, the Dallas Cowboys don't feel like you're overpaying. And so that we can structure things in a way to make it possible to build the team around Troy that you have and want to keep around him like Emmett wow. Smith and Michael Urban. And, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, the list goes on and on on that Dallas Cowboys team. And, but that, that's how we approached it. You know, he, he approached it more of a, let's, let's not get into an adversarial situation. Like, you know, it's a, like in a courtroom, a prosecutor and a defense attorney, oh, yeah, totally, let's, yeah. let's act like we're, you know, two parties that really want to get together and let's, let's work this out and figure out the best way to do that oh, instead yeah. of 
fighting about it. And that's not to say he didn't put his foot down a couple of times. There's a, a famous story where he put his foot down with the 49ers with Steve Young and he and Steve oh, yeah. walked out, walk, like did the walkaway close and they wow. left the building and Steve was super upset and telling Lee, you, you ruined my career. I'm not going to be back here. And he told Steve, you just wait. And before that night was over, the Niners had called back and, and relented on some of their stuff. And, and Lee met him in the middle and they came to an agreement. Wow. So he knew. And I think that that, I think that his approach in being more of a friendly family conversation mm. type of situation, instead of yeah. being adversaries, I think his approach yeah. doing that made the times when he did do a walkaway close, when he did use a little bit tougher negotiating tactics that they were more powerful because they knew, oh man, Lee is ticked off. We have really yeah. pushed him to the edge here. And so, you know, I, I just, I learned from, I learned some really good things from Lee, um, you know, mostly positive, but as with just about anyone you, you work with or associate with, you can learn some things not to do from people. Right, exactly. You know? Oh yeah, totally. And, yeah. and, you know, definitely learned some of those through that process, but you know, Lee and I are close friends still. He's one of the first people to wish me happy birthday and a happy Father's Day every year. And That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, and look, Lee's on top of the world again. He went through his struggles and came out on top. And what a redemption story. Someone's going to make a movie about his real life someday. And it's going to be an epic, epic movie. Yeah. I mean, he went, he went, you know, he had no clients and he got clients like he got Patrick Mahomes yeah. now. So. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I at least get, you know, hopefully there's a character Scott Carter in that film for at least a few minutes, you know, yeah. and they get somebody, hopefully they get somebody really cool to play me or something. So, we'll make that happen. I'll be pulling for you. I'll be pulling for you, man. We'll make, we'll make that happen for sure, man. So, yeah. I'm the, I'm but, the ability uh, beast. We got to make it happen. <laughs> you are the ability beast and you are a beast. I appreciate it, man. I just, I, I, um, I want, I wanted to ask you as well, um, learning what is your most um fulfilling thing that about about um your your journey and spending time with your family and being able to balance it all now um in yeah. utah um you talked a little bit about it earlier but what is what is that how how old is your daughter now and what is the most fulfilling thing about seeing your daughter grow up and and helping her to school every day, watching her grow up, and just being the active daddy, the, the wonderful dad that you are. Well, first of all, thank you for, for your kind words. But um, secondly, I'm just speaking the truth. Well, I'm just I appreciate the truth, that, brother. my friend. And I, I do. You know it. I love my daughter, and I love my wife. And um, those are two. Those two are the bright spots in my life. When right. when struggles are down. You know, I'm down. Struggles are are happening as they inevitably do. You know, they're they're the bright spot that I turn to. And Emmy, my daughter, um, Emmeline is her full name. She uh, okay. is she's ten and a half, um, and she's growing up so fast. And I love it and hate it. Um, <laughs> I've loved I've loved every age along the way so far, and I'm I'm looking forward to all the ones. But I my biggest thing with her. Um, that I've, I've learned and, and I try to do is cherish the present with her because it That's goes awesome. so quickly and just enjoy That's every awesome. age and, and all that. But you know, that it's work-life balance is a, is a real thing that you have to figure out if you're going to have a family oh, yeah. and you know, it's it, different approaches, different folks, different strokes, as they say, but 
it's just a matter of finding and making not not finding but making sure you carve out that time to spend and one thing that's been good i haven't i haven't traveled as much especially because of the pandemic um, right, right, last yeah. year but um with with work after i left sports one um and even at sports one the last couple of years travel kind of slowed down a little bit and that was good with emmy starting to be in right, the early yeah. you know the the pre-teen years um that she's in now and you know, I've, I've been blessed to be able to spend a lot of time and now being mm-hmm. in Utah, I'm working remote, my, you know, and I've been able to spend a ton of time with her. We just did a trip, her and, her and I and my wife, Bonnie, to Vegas for a couple of days and just let Emmy wow, do the things okay. she wanted to. We went to Meow Wolf. We went to the Shark Reef at Mandalay Bay, you know, and we oh, just wow. go do, we just went and did that. And, and it, it's just good. And, and the best thing about our move here to Utah, we've been here about a year now um is emmy is so happy she is so glad oh, that we did it yeah. she's so glad to be closer to most of our family um sadly bonnie's dad passed away last fall and oh. he was really kind of the last thing tying us to california and wow so we had already moved here but um we miss him but yeah we feel like he's in a better place now especially with the health that he had okay. um you know um here in this life and and um but we're yeah. we're we're glad we're happy to be here and and excited for the next chapter and see what uh what the next chapter brings and how old was he when he passed uh, i i believe he had just either turned 80 or 81 i can't oh, remember exactly but he'd lived a good he'd lived a good yeah, long, that's life. A long life yeah yeah his uh his wife had passed away about 20 years ago now wow, okay. and so he's been living life without his his partner for a long time for a long time yeah um but um you know like i said it's sad we miss him but we still kind of feel his presence and I don't know, and yeah. um you know think about him but we know it's it's just part of the you know the next steps in life death is inevitable for all of us um, oh yeah totally yeah, yeah. The, you know whatever your belief system it's the gateway to whatever's next so, yeah totally yeah it's the next journey um, yeah you know, but, but like I said, we're, we're really happy to be in Utah. Um, I'm loving watching my Utah jazz. It, this is as exciting as the jazz have been since Carl Malone oh, yeah. and John Stockton were, were playing Michael Jordan in the finals. Oh um, yeah. 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 And being here in Utah too, it, it's, it's awesome because everyone here for the most part are jazz fans and everyone's invested. I mean, everywhere you go, if you're wearing jazz gear, somebody is starting a conversation with you about it. Oh, that's jazz. beautiful. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. And I, to me, that's, that's awesome. one of the, the beautiful things about a small market team um, mm. is you, you don't have like in LA. Yeah. Ton of Lakers. Oh yeah. Fans, ton of Clippers fans. <laughs> band you, of also have, fans. you also have yeah. guys like you, New York mm-hmm. lifelong mm-hmm. New York Nick fans. You have transplants <laughs> yeah. from all over the country. You know, and oh, yeah, so totally, yeah. it's not quite the sense of community that in a small, small town and like San Antonio was that way when the Spurs were winning titles, you know, right, being a right. little bit smaller market there. And and so I, I, I hope I would love to see the Jazz win a title. I, it's a, it's a rough road. They still got to beat the Clippers. They're going to have to beat Phoenix or Denver. And whoever comes out of the East is going to be a beast, too, because oh, yeah. it's either going to be the Nets or whoever beats the Nets. And it's going to take yeah. a good effort to beat the Nets this year. So. Um, but it's hey, I think, and I think you'll agree with me on this. It's nice to see there's going to be a, a team that win a championship that hasn't done it in a long time or ever this year. Oh, and oh, totally, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, to sure. me, I think it's good. And I look, I know money wise, like an LA New York final would be the best thing for the NBA. 
But I mm-hmm. think it's also important for small market teams and, and teams like that aren't the Lakers, that aren't the Boston Celtics or the Golden State Warriors. You know, it's good for those teams to win every once in a while because it gives all the other smaller market teams in all the sports hope and keeps oh, yeah. them engaged as fans. And I think in the long run, that kind of stuff is better for the leagues and healthier for the leagues than than just, you know, the Lakers and the Yankees and and, you know, whoever else, the the Pittsburgh Penguins in hockey, although they haven't been good for a little while. But, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the, the usual yeah. suspects. And that's fine because, uh, you know, my, I'm a Dodger fan. I love that the Dodgers won the, the World Series this last year. I'm, I'm as proud as can be. Already got oh, yeah. my already, already ordered my fan ring. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So, that's amazing. Know, so I got I got the I got the, the Dodgers and my Broncos. Oh, now I just needed now I just need a jazz one to go next to those and we're all set. So how did you become a how did you become a Broncos fan? My grandfather, and it's he's actually the same reason I'm a Dodgers fan. Um, you know, I spent okay. most of my life, most of my life in Utah, other than a couple of years as a tiny kid. We lived in Wyoming. Um, wow. but my grandfather was a Denver Broncos season ticket holder. He was a huge Dodgers fan all the way back to the Brooklyn days. And uh-huh. it it's just um it's been born in me. Literally, that's the second outfit I wore as a living baby when I was born was a Denver Broncos sweat outfit and a Broncos beanie. So it was wow. it was I was brainwashed from a young age. So um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, there were some there were some rough years there in the in the 80s and early 90s as the oh, yeah. as the Broncos were so close but couldn't get over the hump. Terrell so Davis, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they finally won it with Terrell there. That was awesome. So oh yeah. But that's how I became yeah. a Broncos fan. My my grandpa, my and a, and a Dodgers fan, and and he passed away a few years ago. And okay, um, this I I know he was he wherever he was at, he was at least keeping a tab on what the oh, Dodgers yeah. were doing last year. So <laughs> he's your but, guardian um, angel, and he's looking after you, making sure you're watching the Dodgers and the right. Broncos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that totally, right. totally. So so, have you been to a Jazz game this year? I did. I took that with, there was about, I think it was their second to last or third to last home game in the regular season. Uh, my daughter and I went up, um, they awesome. still weren't at, they still were at only about 50% capacity when we went, but okay. it was amazing how loud that arena still was with only 50% of the people there. Um, wow. and I forget, I forget who they played, but they want the jazz one. They looked awesome. And my daughter had an absolute blast and, um, it's just, it's been great. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And, um, and you, you know, the feeling this year too, your Knicks were in the playoffs this mm-hmm. year your Knicks are oh, heading man. in the right, right direction. Oh yeah. I, I think Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau coach of the year. I think. Well, and, and the- yeah. And, and you've got, you've got a, a good solid base of players Barrett, and, and, yeah. oh. and you know what guys want a reason to come to New York. And now that the oh, Knicks yeah. are our playoff team again. You'll start, oh, yeah, totally, and, yeah. and the finances are better after Isaiah Thomas ran the oh, Knicks yeah, into Scott, the ground. And Scott Layden, your boy, Scott Layden. Yeah, he Scott Layden. He yeah, started he that. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't help too much either. So yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I remember but, he. I remember he traded for Howard Isley and Shannon Anderson, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> that, that was the end of their career. I was like, "What are we going to get? Like eight Utah players?" Like, yeah. What yeah. is this? Well, you know, it was it was rough, man, and and you know the Knicks have had a rough go, and you know whether you're a Knicks fan or not, the NBA is a better place when the Knicks are at least competitive. Oh yeah, totally, it totally. Just is 
the NFL, I feel the NFL totally. is the same way with a couple teams. Like I hate the Raiders being a Broncos fan and you know, <laughs> it, I hate the Raiders, but, <laughs> but I'm not dumb enough to not realize that it, when the Raiders are a better team, the league's a better place. And especially the Raiders, because everyone loves to hate the Raiders. <sighs> they love a villain. You know what I mean? We, right. It's, you know, it's like the Patriots have kind of been the villain in football for the last few years because they just keep winning with Tom Brady, you know, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, but, but it's just, it, it's it, when there is that team that you kind of like to root against and, and, you know, if you're not a fan of that team, you like, cause there's, you know, I mean, there's teams that I, I don't care one way or the other about, right. Like the Phoenix suns. Oh Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't hate the Phoenix Suns. I'm right, fan, exactly. But, you know, if if those guys went and won a title and Chris Paul got a ring, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be sad that they right, would, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But but um, you know, but I, I don't want you know, I, I don't want the Boston Celtics winning another no, title. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So. Uh, but I like their players. I like Jason Jane. No, I, like I do. Jalen Brown. Too. I like their. I like their team. But I, I don't do like too. their jerseys. I get it. I get I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we're playing the Clippers right now. And, and you know, I got to not like the, the the Jazz are. And I got to not like the Clippers. But you know what? I'd take Kawhi Leonard on my team any day. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, John, the, we just beat Memphis. John Morant. That guy was oh, awesome. Yeah. I loved watching oh, him yeah. play. You know, oh, I, yeah. it was I was it was almost one of those like when, when I was a kid and I was a Jazz fan and a Michael Jordan fan. I always wanted Michael to come to you when they came to Utah, we'd go to the games. My dad was a season right. ticket holder and I'd hope that Michael scored like 50, but, and <laughs> a few times, but the jazz, right, won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I wanted Michael to do well. And, and I love Michael and, and look, I love that he won those titles, but I was cheering for the jazz, the two times right, that the Bulls yeah, beat them yeah. in the finals. I mean, ha. there's a little part of me that's happy mm-hmm. for Michael and he got those six in a second three <laughs> in a row, but Look, I'm a jazz fan. We, we, we wanted a championship here and I'm hoping they can, I, I feel like even if they don't do it this year, they're close. And it's, it's oh, yeah, only totally. a matter of what, a what Donovan years. Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And you just, you I just mean, locked those two up for at least five oh, yeah, more totally. years. Donovan's only 24. Gobert's only 27. And Jordan Clarkson, you know, Jordan Clarkson a is it, you know, and he, he, look, that's a guy that, in a couple of years, maybe maybe Donovan's the point guard and Jordan Clarkson's the starting, you know, two guard. Oh yeah, Jazz. you know, once Mike Conley is retired, and who knows? But but you know, they just they have a good base. They've got a young team. I think they're like the third or fourth youngest team in the NBA. And hey, yeah, and hey, part of that's skewed by having Derek Favors on that team, right? Who oh, so yeah. far has played awesome in the playoffs. So he he's been an absolute veteran and an absolute beast on the boards. You know the the, so it's the amazing. best thing. The best thing I think the Jazz have going for them this year is they are very deep, and they play some of the best rotation defense I have ever seen ever oh, yeah. in basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I there were several times last night I couldn't believe the Clippers didn't get shots off because the jazz were so good at rotating and getting in their face before they could get a good look. I mean, it was, that's awesome. It's it's, and it's fun to watch. And I love playoff basketball. I think Rudy Gobert has a lot to do with that. Given that the, the the rim protection that they, that they they need. Cause guys don't, guys don't have to, you know, if a guy beats you towards the basket, you don't have to reach out and foul. Cause you know, that oh, yeah. Gobert's there. He's at least going to alter the way they have to take that shot. Right. 
you know, right. and, and increase your chances of getting another miss. And it, it just, it makes that rotation defense they have when you have a big guy oh, yeah. in the middle. And I remember, I remember that back when the jazz had Mark Eaton when I was a kid and okay. Okay. You know, and that, that was before they could play zone defense. So he had to be a little more careful, but <laughs> it was the same kind of thing. When you have a big guy, you know, it was the same when Shaq played for the Lakers. You oh yeah. Patrick Ewing, middle, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, guys are going to take, they're going to pull up and hit those 10, 15 foot jumpers instead of hitting the, the little floaters oh, yeah. in the lane. I mean, I, I look at, look at us. I mean, if Mitchell Robinson was playing, I mean, Atlanta, Trey Young wouldn't go crazy as he did, mm -hmm. you know, as he did, he broke down the lane and just did, did whatever he wanted to do. Broke down the defense yeah. and kicked it out for a three or took it in oh, for yeah. a drive for a oh, layup. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if, Mitch, if Mitchell Robinson was there, it would be a whole different story. Yeah. So, yeah. So a quick question about, about what do you think about positive affirmation and how do you use that on your daily basis? And, what are some of the struggles you've been through that you overcame along your journey? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think positive affirmations to yourself are important, whether they're just in your head or you're literally saying them out loud. Um, I found, uh, you know, I, I think for me, one of the ways I, I try to do that and, and have that is I try to, you know, I have my favorite quotes, my uplifting right. quotes. And then I have, you know, some quotes from people that make me laugh. Um, right. that are, you know, and I, when I need a laugh, I turn to those, um, you know, and it, it's, I, I don't talk about it a whole lot and not, a, and, you know, people closest to me know, but I've, I've struggled through, um, you know, especially the last few years, there's been some struggle with anxiety and depression and, okay. um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I was so blessed a few years ago to be able to go to the hall of fame with Warren and go to the induction speeches and see, um, in particular, uh, Brian Dawkins, who talked a lot about that, the ex Eagle and about him struggling with anxiety and depression. And it's a real thing and it's a real struggle for people. And, you know, there's a little bit better awareness and we're, we're starting to get some more mental health, um, hmm. you know, doctors out there and people that can help, but there, we, we are nowhere near where we need to be for that and to help people who are right. struggling with that. Cause it's a real thing. And, and I can, you know, tell you that, um, for me, there are days that are a struggle and, and the anxiety can come out of nowhere and you don't even know what you're having anxiety about some days. And, right. but it, it's, you know, being around positive people and, and people who uplift you and, and are good to you. Um, and, and can recognize that I have a very close friend that, you know, he knows where I'm at and, and knows that there's a struggle sometimes. And he sent me a really nice quote. Um, oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, the other day and kind of an uplifting and, Hey, you know, go get him, buddy type of, of quote. And, and, you know, it, it touched me, mm -hmm. but it also was like, okay, he's right. You know, let's, yeah. let's motivate. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, remembering stories and remembering other people. I mean, I looked at Lee as an inspiration, you know, and him right. over, overcoming the obstacles that he had to overcome as, as Dave and Warren and I were making our exit and he had some personal issues he had to overcome and he has overcome them. And I mean, look, he represents Patrick Mahomes and Tua oh, yeah, totally, and yeah. Judy and he, you know, Lee's, wow, yeah. Lee's back there. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for the experiences I had. I'm grateful for that relationship. Uh, but that's someone I look to who struggled with things and came out on top. And I, th I think right. it's important. And I like that it's become okay for celebrities and athletes and, and people who, who others look up to, 
have been a lot more open about their mental health. The the oh, young yeah. lady, the tennis player that just pulled oh, out yeah. of the tournament because no, of no, no, Yemi Osaka. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. like her, like how first of all, very brave of her to do that. Oh, totally, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are people that you know sponsors of hers and stuff that are a little upset that they're not getting their money's worth out of that tournament. But you want to know what the attention she's bringing to that issue is huge and it needs to happen it needs to it's uh, in my opinion mental health yeah. in this country is the biggest thing we are problem we are facing it's not oh, yeah. it's not division it's not racism it's not judging right. people based on their sexual orientation our right. biggest problem it's not guns our biggest problem is mental health it's right mental right. health and there are so many people out there who are struggling with something and they don't even realize they're struggling with a problem that has some solutions both with wow. ther- both with therapy and with medication and you know having having gone through that and and look I'm I you know everyone who knows me knows I am a little bit hyper and I'm kind of ADHD and I'm like okay. you know the dogs I'm like the dogs on the movie up squirrel <laughs> you know but but the good thing is I know that I can be that way and so because I know I can be that way I can rein it in when I recognize it um and most oh, of the yeah. time I, I am able to do that I do get daydreamy sometimes but hey we need to daydream too <laughs> right exactly so, we do we do yeah. but um it, it, but that's that's one of the struggles that i that i have have uh, dealt with you know um especially in my adult life it, it wasn't something and i think i think part of it was i kept so much busier um when i was a kid and you know you're running from sport to sport and the energy that you have um but you know it, it's important to it's important to help others but it's also important to make sure you're okay um, oh, yeah. you're not good you're not when when we're not when you're when each individual is not right and okay with with themselves and feeling you know at least okay it's hard to help others oh yeah you know yeah. um and, and it, it's hard and i just i i i just would say to anyone listening you know go get some help if you were feeling that you know there's there's no shame in it i do think that we're a little overly offended by things in America too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, we're get, I think people's oh, feelings yeah. get we're hurt. Too a little too yeah, yeah. And so At there's a little bit of, of yeah. Yeah, a little bit of, of that going on too. But right, exactly. We really we it, it helps to go talk to somebody sometimes. It helps, even even if they don't give you an answer or a response, just to get it at all out. Right. Exactly. To have someone, exactly. you know, have someone you can talk to that isn't gonna judge you you know, um, for feeling some way or for your behavior in that they know there's that you're trying to fix it and they're there to try and help you. Um, oh, so totally. get help. there's, there's help available. There really, there is, I, I wish there was more available, right? but there is some help available that, you know, there's some medication that can help you, you know, while you're going through the process of, of, you know, basically figuring out how, how to run your own body, how to, how to control your thoughts a little better and how to, you know, different exercises that you can do when things are, the world does feel like it's closing in on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that friend that sent you that quote or the text message. How yeah. long have you know? How long have you known him? I have known him for a little over 20 years. He That's was, awesome. um, yeah. as, as you know, I'm a, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and also that, known as the Mormons. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And yeah. I did a, I did a two-year mission like a lot of the members do when I was 19 to 21. And this young man was one of my companions when I did that mission. He and I served together for about three months. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. And, uh, 
we just we maintained a very close friendship after that. Um, and he and I have just stayed close and I appreciate him. Um, you know, he, uh, he is very spiritual guy and in tune and he can tell when people are having a, a bad day. I do have to tell a quick funny story about him because I went and yeah, yeah. with him. He had just bought a house and moved into a new house and I was going to meet him for lunch. He sent me the address. And when I go to the address that he sent me, it wasn't taking me. I didn't think to the right place. And so I called him. I said, hey, my my phone app, <laughs> map app is doing something a little strange. And he's like, oh, did you end up at a Taco Bell? <laughs> he sent me the address. To, I, I guess that's kind of his thing right now. He sends people to this Taco Bell that's right down the street from his house just to see their reaction. So but he's he, He's that kind of a guy. Like he's he's very calm and that's beautiful. So nice, but he has such a good sense of humor and he he loves just doing those kinds of things that are fun and 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 good, you know, good laugh. By the way, I just want to say that I was invited to a local church that was uh, from your con not your congregation, but from from yeah. your the same church in the yeah. in Orange County. And your religion is so beautiful. And Thank I just you. want to say, just just so welcoming and so so loving, Good. and then these people these people never see me in my life, you know, and they don't, but they they I'm they so, acted I'm like so glad uh, that you were treated that way. That uh, that makes me happy, yeah. and, and it is something that they they you know that we try to instill in each other. There is it's it doesn't matter who's who. We're all we're all God's children. We can be oh, kind yeah. to each other. Totally. You know, and I wish I, I wish you know I I, I it's. You know, I, I respect people's religions and their beliefs and, yeah, and totally, yeah. you know, those are deep rooted things and important to them. And, you know, I feel like I feel like religion in general is a little bit under attack right now in the country. Oh, yeah. But but, oh, yeah. you know, I think most people I think most people in this country, even non-religious people are, you know, are aware that, look, religion, you know, yes, there are some negatives that have come from that over the centuries right. and wars have been fought over that. But yeah, totally. Most religions, for the most part, teach you kindness and love, oh, yeah. love and understanding yeah. and acceptance of others. What's yeah. wrong? I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of that. So but it just, it, you know, that, that's where I met that friend. And he has he has become one of my best friends. Um, and I, I love him. He, he's awesome. And, you know, how appreciative I am that that I have friends that will, you know, send me stuff like that to lift me up when they they you know can see that maybe i'm down a little but i also like my friends that are able to tell me hey you're being an idiot or you need to do you know what i mean like you need yeah, people yeah, yeah. like that Real in your talk. life yeah, that yeah. aren't afraid and luckily i have a brother that's that that is he's a younger brother but he's never been afraid to tell me how okay. it is um how old, I, how old is he he is he just he is turning 40 um okay on the okay first of this month so he's three years younger than me wow okay you you look like you're 30 man i know <laughs> i know i got a baby face i got i was in vegas three weeks ago with my wife and i got carded oh that's awesome <laughs> i'll take it you know when oh, i was yeah. when i was when i was 18 and looked like i was 12 still it was not great but now that i'm in my 40s and most people think i'm in my late 20s early 30s i will take it Oh, yeah. But I, I think you're right on your last point, because I think I love learning about other people's cultures, other people's religions. And I, I love and respect their cultures and, and their religion. Yep. I really, really do. And I have an open mind. And I, I, I was when I went there with my friend, I, I was not judging no one. I was I the kids were singing and I thought it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Awesome. 
It is. And, and, you know, I just, I, 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 I hope a lot of, I, I feel like, and I hope a lot of people are kind of waking up to the fact that, that, that there are a lot of people in this country at some of the highest levels of leadership. They're from both parties, political parties. Right, right. They, that isn't a respecter of parties, but there are oh, a lot totally, of people yeah. who are just trying to keep us divided because divided people are easier to oh, govern yeah. and they oh, don't yeah. want trouble. And the problem is, is that we, we are not divided as a country as much as, as much as the, some of the mainstream media and some of the people out there are trying to portray because we're not, we're just, we're not, you, you worked at sports one with me, you know, how that, how diverse our group of people was there in culture. There's not the division in this country that, that the politicians are trying to say that there is. And yeah, if everyone, if everyone could just realize that and a lot more, I think most Americans, I think a vast majority of Americans do realize that. Right. But if everyone could, we look, you know, the, 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 I forget who said this once upon a time, he's an old writer, I think, but he said, you know, do what thou will should be the whole of the laws until you violate the rights of another. And I just feel like that's where we need to be. If, as long as we are respecting each other and caring about each other and allowing people to believe the way that they want to believe, as long as, as we aren't, and they aren't infringing on other people's rights, then what's the right. harm? Let right. people, let people do what they want. And look, for the most part, right. you know, people are that way in this country and they just, right. you know, and I just I, I hope that we can keep moving in the direction and get closer and closer to to Martin Luther King's dream that that we're oh, yeah, totally, you know, yeah. that that we all realize we're all brothers and sisters, regardless oh, totally, of what yeah. your religion, race, color of your skin, color of your eyes, your hair. It doesn't matter. We're all right. part of the human family and we all need to treat each other with respect. Right. And I, and I, 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 totally just, I hope we can do that. Yeah, I totally agree with you because I the one thing that bothers me is because we can't have a difference of opinion no more. The moment yeah. we do, we turn into this pariah, and it's like, right. oh, when did this happen? Just exactly. because I disagree with you respectfully, I'm not pariah, and I don't, I don't believe in this cancel culture bullshit. That, you know, I'm not it's, about. It's that. awful. Look, we all look, we all make mistakes. We've all said stupid things. If they'd had Twitter and Instagram and Facebook around when I was a kid, I can't imagine right. some of the dumb things I would have posted even in high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we can't, Me too, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And, and even, even, even the people who were adults in the eighties and nineties and, and, and two thousands that, that have said stupid things, should they be called on some of the stupid things they say? Yeah, absolutely. But we don't need to cancel them. We don't need to oh, talk yeah. about what a terrible person they are because yeah, it doesn't we, necessarily make them a terrible person. Oh, totally, we all yeah. say stupid, stupid, you know, judgmental, uninformed, ignorant things in our lives at times. We're and we're in look, the, the constitution in this country was founded on the principle that things change. Oh, that, yeah, totally, that yeah. Technology changes, that people learn things that look and you know, that words that were acceptable in the 80s aren't acceptable anymore. And that's oh, fine. Yeah. That's fine that we're we're moving in that direction, but let's not punish people for mistakes that they made clear in the past. That's the other thing this country was founded on, and that's forgiveness oh, yeah. and second chances and letting people, you know, even when they make mistakes, paying the consequence, whatever that might be. But then, OK, we're good. You've paid your your debt to society, whatever that is, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a public apology for mm-hmm. Something you said, okay, I, you know, maybe depends on how bad the thing you said was and what the context oh, yeah. of it was. Yeah, totally, yeah. But, 
but I, I agree with you. This cancel culture just has to go. It's, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's wrong and we're all going to make mistakes and, you know, not to get too religious, but Christ did say to the, oh, yeah. the people with the, with the woman of ill repute, he who hath the first, no sin cast the first stone. No one threw a stone. We all have problems. Right. We all have mistakes. We all have sins that we make. Right. Exactly. So, and God didn't look, make us perfect. Exactly. Right. You know, he knows this. God knows this, you know. And, yes. And, and, and we, and he's asked us too to forgive. And so let's forgive. Let, let's look at people and say, okay, you made a mistake. Like I said, it's okay to call people oh, yeah. out for mistakes or things they said that were wrong or insensitive, but we don't need to get into this. Oh, oh yeah. because you, because you used a racial slur 35 years ago, you can no longer be, you know, a news anchor. Oh yeah. Really? That's horrible. Come on. We've yeah. all made dumb mistakes, especially like, 35 years ago. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. What bothered me about that the most is because that person worked their entire life to get to the point where they, they became a news anchor. And right. you're gonna cancel that in three days? Right. Say, you, know, you have no job in that. Now, right. how are they gonna go and feed their families? You know what it's, it's it's it I don't even think if someone even today on a broadcast used a, a word that maybe they shouldn't use. I don't even think then they deserve to be canceled. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. maybe deserve to be suspended for a couple games, maybe lose a paycheck or two, you know, to, especially in the current climate. But we, even with that, yeah, oh, yeah. you just, you can't look, people make mistakes. We right, all make right. mistakes every day. Right. We make multiple mistakes. Every one of us. The, oh yeah, the so. two ends of the spectrum is they're, they're they're they made a very extreme on this end, extreme on the other end. There's yep. no there's no there's no compromise. There's no communication. Right. There's there no, isn't. It's it's the my way or the highway attitude, and and compromise is the word. You you hit it right on the head. We we look as recently as George W. Bush. There were oh yeah there were there were people in both political parties willing to move a little bit off their stances, and it it just seems like towards the end of George W.'s presidency and since then through Obama, through Trump, now into Biden, we just, it's this constant, it's my way, my way is a hundred percent right and you are wrong and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh yeah. We can't even like speak our minds or like what happened to healthy debate? You know, exactly. They, they, they teach what? debate. They teach speech and debate in schools. So, yeah, and they teach it in a way that you're that sometimes you have to argue the point that you don't even agree with in debate oh, yeah. so that you can learn. And 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 that's what it's totally. about. And 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 look, just because something believes one thing, you know, that you disagree with doesn't mean that that's a bad person. They just have a different Not at opinion. All. Oh, yeah. We, we know, need as long as, and, it, and like mm -hmm. I said, as long as what they're doing doesn't affect my rights, then fine. Right, exactly. Look, look, I totally agree with you. My my buddy uh, who used to be a, a Blade Pizza manager, now uh -huh. he's in he's in Utah himself. He oh, went cool. there. He went. We went to the gun range together. I never shot a gun, but he took me to the gun range, and we had so much fun. And I I I, I don't like I never been there. But I, I'm more open minded. And I think that's what we need to understand each other. We need to yeah. come together yeah. on a common commonalities and be better, be better people for it. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Find find the common ground and focus in on that, realizing there's going to be differences. Because guess what? There's not a single person on this planet, including my wife and daughter, oh, yeah. not a single person on this planet that 100% agrees with me and my opinion 100% of the time. It oh, just yeah. is. They don't exist. There isn't a there isn't a person out there that that every single thing opinion they have is exactly the same as mine, and that's okay. And it's I don't okay, need to yeah. change. I don't totally. need to change their opinion. And and you talked about anxiety and mental mental health. I think that causes you know more pressure on a person when they're they're being told by the media or whoever to think a certain way. And then they, yep. they don't even know how to be. There's no more individuality. That's what I'm right. Saying. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, some of that anxiety pro- and stress probably comes from trying to keep up with the latest trends and, oh, yeah. oh I'm yeah. just not, you know, oh, I'm just not quite pretty enough. Oh, I'm not skinny enough. Oh, you know? Oh yeah. And, and, you know, stuff that, that guys didn't used to worry about, like back in the seventies that they, you know, oh man, I'm getting wrinkles. Oh man, I'm turning gray, you know? And, and, so what? It's part of age. life. You get old. <laughs> you know? Part of life. We every, get every, old, single, yeah. every single thing on this planet, living, you know, thing to inanimate objects, age. They get older. They show signs oh, yeah. of the age. Exactly. Deal it's, with called, it. it's called aging gracefully and like exactly. fine wine. That's exactly. all it is. I mean, look at Will Smith. He's aging, aging gracefully. I mean, he, yeah, he's not. At- Look at look at our our former boss and, and my former partner Warren Moon. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? He ages he ages gracefully. You know, oh, yeah. it's it, it's something that you know. One of the things to circle back a little bit to earlier and talk about Lee and another thing I learned from Lee. Oh, this yeah. is something that this is something that his dad taught him, and he said two of the most. He told me this: two of the most important things my dad ever taught me were one treasure. He might have said mm-hmm. cherish. I don't remember, but treasure your relationships. Right. And he means that about every relationship. Your That's close, awesome. intimate relationships, like with a spouse. That's beautiful. Also with your family, mm-hmm. with your friends, all your relationships, your work relationships, right. church relationships, you know, personal, all of them. Cherish them because they they are important. And, and, and my right. belief is. We're going to all see each other after this life. And oh, yeah. so those relationships that you cherished in my, my belief is they go on beyond this mm. earth life. And oh, yeah. two is leave the world a better place than you found it. Oh, those, yeah, were totally, two, yeah. those were the two things Lee really learned from his dad and passed them on. And I really like that. And, and I think that if mm. everybody would, would use those two pieces of advice. I think this world would get a lot closer to, to be in the peaceful utopia that people want it to be. Wow. That's, 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 that's beautiful. And, and just, um, you know, just to have a deeper understanding of each other and like, like you said, cherish each other. And that, that's yeah. beautiful. That lasts a life, a lifetime, you know? Yeah, for so sure. I, I did a podcast yesterday. It's going to come out in the next few days that about mentors I, I made, I, you know, it's always great to have mentors, whether you're 10 years old or 30 years old, it, it's always yep. great to have mentors because they, they, they've been there and done that. They've been yeah. there and done that. And they, they, they have teach you a valuable lesson. Big time. And I think that's a problem in, in our culture today as oh, well. Totally, as yeah. People, people don't turn to those 
who have the experience, you know, you, you worked for Dave and I, and, and in that sports one office, oh, yeah, and yeah. you know how many times Dave and, and I would tell people when they leave, Hey, reach back out, let us help you. Let us know what we can do job. Oh, box, yeah, totally. School, yeah. Whatever. It's amazing. The small percentage of people that came through sports one that reach out and ask for help. Oh yeah. And, and you it's guys sad because there's, you there's guys so were much, genuine about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, and I remember, I remember in 2014, you, um, you and Dave sent me to New York for an interview and you got paid for my, uh, my whole fare there, my hotel. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. That was amazing. I, I barely, I barely knew you guys back then, but it was like, <laughs> wow, it was, it was just so profound that you guys weren't thinking about yourselves. You're actually thinking about this, this young man's future and then, and, and realizing his dream. And, and that's pretty awesome. Well, look, people, people out there, you know, in their business, they, you know, in, in their professions, they love to talk about what they do and they love oh, yeah. to tell people how they got where they were and they love to be mentors. And so, oh, yeah. you know, and, and you know, this, don't be afraid to at, reach out and ask people, even someone, maybe you haven't even met. Oh, they, totally. you know, they might be willing to exchange some emails with you every once in a while and give, oh, you, yeah, totally. give you some, some input and some, some guidance. And, and it's important. Like you said, people, you know, we all get, we all have different experiences and the great thing is we can share those experiences with others and help them to improve their lives and make better oh, yeah, decisions totally, yeah. based on, you know, like Dave called it the dummy tax based on, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> things we've already been through and, 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 and done. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's such a, it's not always easy to ask for help. It, it, it's not, and it's not easy sometimes to accept help. Um, we get a little yes. too pride. We get a little too prideful yes. that get in the way we want to, you know, the, the, but what we don't realize is that even if you have help from other people, the sense of accomplishment, when you accomplish your goal is the same. It doesn't matter if you right. did it on your own. In fact, in my opinion, I think it's probably better if you've had a little bit of help from some people. Along oh, the totally. Way. Yeah. Because yeah. now, now you've got a group of people invested in whatever that goal was and you all have a common goal. And we connect better as people that way. And you're building relationships. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Back to Lee's back to Lee's statement, you know, cherish and oh, yeah. treasure your relationships. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, one, of, one of my final questions to you, and I really appreciate you coming on and I, yeah. I really would love for you to come on like once a month or once every couple of oh, months. I'd That'd be to. amazing. That'd I'd be amazing. Love you, just, I, I love talking with you and I think you're an amazing uh, genuine soul. Thank you. What I'll, what I'll do, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll message you in, in, uh, Instagram where we've been messaging. I'll message you yeah, my yeah, phone yeah. number and then you can just text me and we oh, can. Sounds great. Yeah. Text. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah I'd love, awesome. I'd love to, I'd love to come on, you know, whenever you would have me and do a little yeah. a segment and whatever you, whatever you want. Yeah. I, am, I am willing and able to help. Oh, thank you so much, God. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, it really means the world. Um, one of my final questions is, uh, how, how and I asked every guest this, and they all have a different answer. And I mean, um, but I, I think it's very near and dear to my heart because I've lived this and I, you know, I think it needs to be more of a societal issue that needs to be pushed forward because mm -hmm. we have the education, we have the knowledge and we have, we, we've earned our spot. We've gone and got our degrees. And what I'm talking about is how do we move the needle forward for people with disabilities within societies and within jobs? And how do you get rid, how do you think we should get rid of the red tape as far as 
reasonable accommodations and liabilities. And there's a such thing called a liability waiver that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of a lot of companies where they shy away from that or something. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, I, I think it goes back to a little bit what we talked about earlier that there needs to be some more resources for people out there um, for mental health, you know, and uh, anxiety and depression is a problem, but there's all kinds of issues. I have many, I have many members of of my family on my wife's side who are on the autism spectrum and that, you know, people need to be aware. There are some behavioral things, social behavior with, with those, especially those that are the high functioning autism. That's usually the part where it is. They don't, they have some, gaps in how they function in society and they need a little help there. And so, you know, I know here in Utah, they just announced that they're giving, um, they're requiring and give and providing extra training for the police force and the fire department for people with autism and with, wow, that's great on the, on the spectrum. And, and especially people that, that they used to say had Asperger's, which they've now gone away right. from that. And just, it's all on the, it's all part of autism. Right. And but they're they're doing that so that the police know how to handle those situations, because if you show up at a situation, someone with autism could act like someone who is guilty and not be guilty because they don't know how to to function in, in oh, that. Totally, and yeah. so it's it's important. I, I think one of the first steps is awareness. And I think we're starting to get right. there, but we've only scratched the surface. And I think oh, that totally, yeah. people need to be more aware. I think there needs to be more education. For kids, I think at the at the junior high level, maybe even the elementary school level, you know, I go pick up my daughter from school and I, I see some kids with developmental problems that, that come out and they're the cutest kids and cute as can be. But they, it's good to be aware that that there are people who need some of that help. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they need the confidence to be built. They need the encouragement. They need the, you know, special attention, whatever they need to, to get the proper education to get the proper knowledge and to get yeah. the proper tools to succeed yep. within society and to be able yep. to grow without being judged or looked exactly. upon as, di- as different. You know, I think we, we're all like Dave said it before. We're all different. We all have a disability, yep. but you know, some, some of us can't, we can't, you can't see our disability, but right. I, I, I just think we need to be like, and you talked about it, you know, with mental health, um, we just need to be more aware and more, um, more willing to help one another with 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 our with our own disabilities and and try right. to get really get a deeper understanding of each other yeah exactly exactly and you know it it, it makes me think and I'll, I'll leave you with this it, it made me think of a, a primary song from from church oh, yeah. when i was a little little kid that we used to sing um and the line from the song is try to show kindness in all that you do oh that's great and i you know, I, I thought about it last year as we got into the new year and I, you know, some, one of my friends on Instagram had posted, you know, what, what's your new year's resolution this year? And that's what I typed. I it just kind of popped in my head. And, and the more I think about it, like, think about, think about if we tried to show kindness and look, I'm guilty of not showing kindness all the time. I have my moments. Some worse than others. Me too. Trust me, me too. Me too. Uh, Don't worry about it. If, if that is a, if, if we try to have that be our mentality, like if we were just kind to everyone, right? Imagine how much better that this world would be. We don't know what people are going through. Exactly. And like I said, I've 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 had my moments of not being kind, but 
Right. You know, we, we can be kind to others. We can be kind to those around us. We can be kind to, you know, to the animals. We can be kind right, to, exactly. to everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just, like, like you said, I, I, the awareness is the start. We're starting to get there. We're starting to get some better programs, but we, we need to focus on it. And if we would be kind and try to understand people and understand where people are coming from better, that we would not have the vitriol that goes back and forth sometimes um, in this world. Oh, no, and I, tr- yeah. I truly believe that the vast majority of people in this country and in this world love each other. They're not judgmental of each other, you know, based on superficial you know, uh, characteristics, right. things out of, right. out of people's control. Right. You know, exactly. it's one thing, it's one thing to judge a person because they act like a jerk all the time. Exactly. Right. But it's another yeah. thing to judge someone just because they came from another country. Oh, it's yeah. just wrong. And we're all brothers and sisters. We're all in this together. And, and life and the world is such a better place when, um, when we help others. And, okay. and I actually, my very last thing I'll say, unless you have mm-hmm. other questions, is there's a line in the song. Um, I'm not a big country fan, but there's a line in the song by uh, <laughs> Dude, his name just escaped me. You can tell I'm not a huge fan. Um, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah. In his song, Humble and Kind, in the very last line of the verse, he says, when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn around and help those behind you. Right. You lift people and, up. Yeah. And to me... That is, that is what this life is about. We, we, you know, everyone's at different level. Everyone has different blessings. Everyone has different hurdles that they have to overcome. And if we get to where we're trying to go, the best thing we can do is turn around and help those behind us. And I, I want to add to that. We can also push people in front of us to get to that place too. Yeah. Yeah. So accountability and, 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 and really like motivating each other to do the right thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. But, but I really appreciate that. And I, I think that, that that's a, this is the beauty of the podcast and every conversation that I have, we all have different journeys. We all have different struggles and we're yep. all learning about each other. And that's what makes this podcast so, so beautiful and so rare because I'm learning from all my great guests and all all, all about their journeys and all about their struggles and how they overcame them and how they're still overcoming them. And yep. they're, they're learning about my struggle on a daily, daily basis. So it really gets rid of, you really get into a very genuine, very vulnerable conversation. And yeah. so it, you really see the other person as, as exactly that another person, mm-hmm. you know, a beautiful, a beautiful person. Right. Um, so I really thank you for being the beautiful person that you are, Scott. And I, I Thank really, you. I, I really, um, am proud of you. And, um, I, I, you know, I look up to you and, um, I just want you to know that, you know, I would really love for you to come on. Uh, I, every I, month. I would love it. Every I, month. I, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be a month, month regular. You, you just keep in touch with me and we'll find out what works and, and I'll be happy oh, that'd be to amazing. Yes. come on and, and talk with you about anything. So well, well, have a have a beautiful day and uh, uh, ability beats talk. That's how we roll, bro. <laughs> I love it. Take love care, you, my bro. friend. I love you. All right, take care. Um, be good, and I will talk to you soon. We'll be in touch. Oh. I love you so much. And go All jazz. Right. Go jazz. <laughs> we're gonna take the series. Sorry That's about right. that. Bring us, bring us that. Bring us that ring back. Oh yeah, we're gonna bring that ring. That's to the right. Jazz. I'll be I'll be rooting for you guys. Thanks, Sorry buddy. Sorry about that Clipper fans. 
Yeah, right. you got it. Take care, right. buddy. I'll talk Take to you care, soon. Take care, brother. Thank you so Love much. You. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to Ability Beast Talk. Please remember to subscribe and follow the podcast, looking out for future episodes and amazing content as we change the world by powering through our struggles with positive affirmation. Ability Beast Talk is available on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. As always, Ability Beast Talk is powered by Ability on the Move, a nonprofit organization in Orange County, California, helping the disabled community with grants and scholarships. Please visit abilityonthemove.org to learn more about the Ability on the Move and who we are helping. Thank you for listening to Ability Beast Talk.